around the world, locally, with family and friends. And to those viewing for the first time, the House of Destiny International Ministries presents Dr. Larry Manley with today's message designed to create a spiritually vibrant connection between our listeners and God. We hope you will enjoy this presentation and above all, we pray you will be blessed. The condition of the soul. I want you to understand, church, that there is nothing wrong with the soil. The problem is not the soil itself. The heart, the soil representing your heart. All men are made up of the same essence. The problem is not with the soil. The problem is not with your heart. The problem is with the conditioning of the soul, the conditioning of our hearts. That's where the problem lies. Are y'all clear on that? We're all made of the same essence. The problem is not the essence. The problem is the condition that we've allowed the essence to be conformed to. You see, all the soul could receive seed if it was conditioned right. But a heart that's unproperly conditioned, it will never produce and bear fruit. Amen? Now you see here that there are four different types of soil here. Wayside, stony, thorny, weedy, and good ground. And here's this garden, which is your soul. And it has this soil in it, wayside soil, stony, weedy, good soil. Now, the wayside soil is near the good soil because that's the perimeter of the garden. But at one time, that same wayside soil or that same garden soil was wayside soil until it was conditioned correctly. Amen? Same soil. Same soil. But in the conditioning of our soul or our heart or our soul, there are certain things that must be done. And it takes discipline in order for us to get it done. There's Wayside, there are stones to be removed, there are weeds to be removed, and then there's the planting of the good soil and the tending of it. The first type of soil is called the hardened or the unresponsive heart. These are the unsaved people. And their hardened, unresponsive heart comes because of the traffic of sin that's in the soil of the heart of man. Let's look at Matthew 13, 19. I'm not going to be with you long. Matthew 13, 19 says, 
verse 19 said, anyone, well, verse 18 said, hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. This is the unresponsive heart, the unsaved person. When anyone hear the word <coughs> of the what? Kingdom. Not a church word, but a word of the, somebody say kingdom. Mm -hmm. It's different. The word of God says that, and understand it not. Then cometh the wicked one, Satan, and catches away that which was sown in his heart. This is that wayside seed. This is he which received the seed by the wayside. It's an unsaved person whose heart is hardened and unresponsive because of the degree of the traffic of sin that's constantly flowing through. See, sin will cause us to be unresponsive to God's word and God's healing and God's power and God's authority. And sin will cause us to actually neglect God on every level. Amen? Amen. I think, speaking of myself, I'm just as guilty as anybody else. But the thing about it is God died for me just like he died for you. We all got a chance. All we got to do is get back in the saddle and get to riding again. Amen? What I'm trying to say, church, is that regardless of what the situation is, there is always hope. The only time the hope stops is when you stop breathing. Amen. You know? Amen. So we're going to see what the conditioning of the soul. So you see, that's why the Bible says that if your heart does not condemn you, you know you got confidence toward God. But if your heart does condemn you, you've got to realize that God is greater than your heart. Amen. You see? Why? Because God knows that it's not nothing wrong with the heart itself. The heart, not this. I'm talking about the center of your being. See, God made that. See, there's nothing wrong with that. God knows that. That's why he's not going to condemn that part of you. God also knows that the only problem is the conditioning. It's the conditioning. And to be conditioned correctly, we must be disciplined correctly. And to be disciplined correctly, we must take up our cross daily. You've got to deny ourselves, take up our cross daily, and follow after Christ. Amen? Amen. If his soil, if his heart was conditioned correctly, then those seeds that fall by the wayside will be absorbed and the enemy wouldn't be able to come in, snatch them away. Amen? And isn't it ironic how close the, the wayside or the perimeter of the garden is from the good soil? It's right there in the perimeter of it. Amen? But it's a whole different type soil, the conditioning of it. One is able to receive Another one is able not to receive. One understands, the other one doesn't understand. One will, one simply won't. The second heart or condition of the soul, soul is the superficial heart. We've already had the hardened, unresponsive heart. That's the unsaved one. But then there's this one, and this is what's killing the church today. 
is called the superficial heart. Matthew 13 verses 20 through 21. But he that received the seed in stony places. This is that superficial heart. It's shallow. The same is he that heareth the word and receives it with joy. Yet hath he not root in himself. Now watch this. But he endureth for a while. We've known plenty of people like that, haven't we? But watch what happened. But when tribulation or persecution arise, why? Is it because of Dr. Manley? Is it, is it because of House of Destiny? It's because of the word that they get offended. By and by, he is offended, right? Uh-huh. You see, the problem, like I said, is the conditioning of the soul. See, this is the church today. I'm going to prove it to you. It's a superficial, hearted church that's out here today. Watch this. It's enthusiastic, but it's shallow. It loves that instant excitement without discipleship. That's the epidemic of the 20th century church today. They are a superficial, hearted church. They love excitement. They love the boom, boom, boom. And the bam, bam, bam. But when the trials of life hit them and the persecution and the tribulation, I'm talking about the real gospel hit them. Then they become offended and now they're searching from sea to sea, looking for a word and can't find it. I need a word. I need a word. You had a word. Read the book. That, that, what other word do you need? <coughs> but you run around here following some jackleg preacher. I see some of the most craziest stuff on Facebook about what preachers are doing, especially these African preachers. Something ain't right. It's voodoo. It's voodoo religion. And voodoo religion has crept into the church today. All this stuff that they call the anointing and all of that, a lot of that stuff voodoo, y'all. And you better get hip to what's going on. The epidemic of the 20th century church today is shallow hearted. It's, it's on stony ground. It ain't got no deep root in it. That's why it can't stand still. It's always got to like, like, like a grasshopper. It's got to jump. It can't be still and hear the word of the Lord. Because it thrives on excitement. But God never designed this thing for you to thrive on this excitement. This thing is designed for tribulation and persecution. You know all them things that we don't want to hear? But God's word tell us in Acts 22 that we're supposed to confirm the faith of one another and keep on exhorting one another and building each other up because through much tribulation, suffering, do we enter into the kingdom of God? You can say what you want to. You can believe what you want to. But that ain't going to change God's word. God has a set way of this thing being done. And we don't get there without going through. You can't jump your way like a grasshopper over this. 
this thing got to be cooked through and through. No matter how hot it gets, it's got to be cooked thoroughly through and through. In order for that soil to be conditioned correctly, it's got to be cooked through and through. And when it's done, I'll guarantee you, God won't have to tell you to take yourself out the oven. You'll come on out yourself and you'll know that you cook now. You'll fold the chair up. You'll fold the chair up. The epidemic of the 20th century church today is that they are a superficial, hearted group of people. They love excitement without discipleship. And it's the greatest disappointment in ministry. I'm going to tell you why. Because leaders who are talked about like dogs these days and time, that's all you see. You don't hardly see nothing good that they got to say about us. But we are disappointed because we spend our money, we spend our time, we spend our life, we spend everything that we got trying to disciple people only for them. We get them up. And then they, the world offend them, and they're gone. And, 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 and that's all over in every church. Because people are caught up. I remember when that little old church started growing here, what is it, New Springs or Life Springs or whatever it is. And boy, everybody was just running to it. They were... People from the Baptist churches and everything are just running to it, just running to it, just running to it. And the next thing I know, they had took that man's church from him. But everybody was running to it, see, because it was exciting. It was a fanaticism. It was a charade. And good Praise, good worship, but no word. And see, ain't nobody looking for no word. They looking for excitement. They looking for popularity. And they think God ain't in it unless it's exploding. But if you go to the Bible, the Bible say God wasn't in the thunder or the fire, or the wind, but God was in a little small voice. See, that's what I'm trying to say, people. We, we, we're looking at the wrong thing, you see. We're looking at the wrong thing. It's not the soul. It's the conditioning of the soul. So this superficial-hearted, enthusiastic, but shallow, epidemic, 20th century church it lacks a root system to weather the storms of life. That's why they're always running here and running there. See, instead of running to God, they're always running to man to try to find out what we need to do. You got more evangelical Christian, and I told a preacher that, and he, he and I just told him like it was, and I meant what I said. The greatest threat to God church right now is evangelical Christians, AKK nationalist. They'll kill you and they're killing God's ministry. 
because they don't have the heart of love. They've got the heart of power. They want power. And that's what this evangelical establishment out here, that's why they, and I usually don't get into politics because I don't like politics, but that's why we involved in all this insanity now. Because the evangelical powerhouse pushed that, pushed it up. And now it's all right for us to kill each other. But it ain't all right with God. And it'll never be all right with God either. The Bible says, Cursed is a man that puts his trust in man. Evangelical Christians are putting their trust in a system that ain't of God. They're backing a system that's not of God. And they're trying to make like it's of God. But it's a lie. And many people are being fooled. And our job is to educate. Now the Bible says, now, if you're shallow and you ain't ready for it, then you'll get offended. Don't you get offended because of the word. The Bible says you put your trust in man and you're going to be cursed. Only one can save us. I told a preacher that last night. I said, see, 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 I don't get into all this stuff. I hate this stuff. It takes you, us away from what we need to be thinking about. But sometimes I just have to stop leadership and let leadership know that, hey, that ain't going to work. Only God can fix this. This mess that we've made. God didn't make this mess. We made it. But we blaming God for the mess we made? That's insanity. God is not the one that made this mess, people. We did this. Whatever it is that's happening in our life, we did it. It wasn't God. Now we mad at God because God is making us go through it. So that he can teach us instead of just snatching us out. No. It don't work like that. It does not work like that. Epidemic. The epidemic today of the Christian church is a superficial heart. It's enthusiastic. Yeah. They come in. Tambourine pouncing and everything. Yeah. But when that sludge hammer hit them upside the head. Oh. Because the sludge hammer is going to hit you in the head more than one time in life. Do you believe that? Amen. <laughs> I know I'm preaching right up in there now. And then <coughs> there's what we call the worldly heart. You got the unsaved heart. That's the hardened heart. You got the superficial heart. That's the one that ain't got no depth to him. It's got the jump, but it ain't got the depth. And then you got that worldly heart. That's the, let's look at Matthew 13, 22. And he also, and he also that received the seed among the thorns, hmm, is he that hear the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches, choke the word, and the word become un, unfruitful. Mm-hmm. See, this is that worldly heart. 
The weeds and the thorns are the worldly vices. Doesn't mean that they're not saved. It just means that they're worldly. Now watch this. God wants us to clean out the closet. Amen? Amen. That's what God wants us to do. Now, the birds, you know, they're the ones that ate it by the wayside, right? The sun and the weeds, they're our enemy. The birds, that's Satan. Remember, he comes by the wayside, picks them seeds up from them unsaved people, keep them getting saved. Amen? Amen. Then comes the sun on the thorny ground where it's planted. The thorns are the persecutions and the tribulations of life. See, that's the enemy of ours too. And then comes the thorns and the weeds. Those are the cares of the world. Those three things are our enemies. Those, that bird, which is Satan, that sun, which is tribulations and persecutions and all of that, and then them weeds, which is, or them thorns, which is uh, the, the, the worldly vices that we have. Those are enemies to us. And you know what it does to our grace and to our salvation? It frustrates our efforts to grow in the grace of God and bear fruit. That's why so many people give up. See, everybody go through a dry spell. I've been going through one myself, but I'm coming out of it now. But it didn't stop me from doing my job. It didn't stop me. I didn't care what nobody said. I don't care what nobody say now. Whether it's you, whether it's somebody out there, whether it's Brent, I don't care because, see, I'm in here, this. I, I got to work out my... Can't no woman work nothing out for me. You, you, you got to get to stepping and working for yourself. If you trust in a woman to do that for you, or if you trust in a man to do that for you, ladies, then, then you already cursed. Because cursed is, is the man that puts his trust in the arm of the flesh. You, you got to keep your trust in God. Ain't no woman capable of satisfying me, and ain't no man capable of satisfying no woman. Point blank. You might well forget that. That's a waste of time. Go to bed. Now we got one more. The receptive heart. Look at Matthew 13, 23. But he that received the seed into the good ground is he that hear the word, that understand the word, which also bear fruit and bring forth Psalm 104, Psalm 60, Psalm 30. Let me explain this. Everybody, everybody's crop is not going to always produce a hundredfold. Do you understand? And there are areas in every individual's life where they're going to produce a 30, a 60, and in some areas it's going to be a hundredfold. But nobody is going to produce a hundredfold crop all the time. 
But as long as you're trying, as long as you're planting good seed, not rotten seed, but good seed, you got to plant good seed, the word of God, the proper word of God. You've got to plant good seed in what kind of ground? Good ground. In order, because nobody knows what kind of crop God is going to allow to come up. But you can bet, whether it's a 30 or a 60 or a 100 fold, it's going to be a bump of crop because it's in the Lord's hand. See, a little in God's hand is a lot. A lot in our hand ain't nowhere. Mm-hmm. You understand? People say, I want more money, I want more money. <laughs> we ain't learn to do what we need to do with what we got. It's just fly by night, right or wrong. We keep, but that thing don't never satisfy, do it? Because the eyes are never satisfied in the pocketbook either. The more you get, the more you want. The more you see, the more you want. You know, it's always want, 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 want. We're living in a needy world. And everybody is trying to get what's in your pocket to go into their pocket. And after they get it, then they're done with you. Whether it's Walmart or the cat house or the drug house, it don't make no difference. It's the same spirit. Once you get broke, you done. You got to get out of here. <laughs> but it's raining outside. You got to go. And Walmart will tell you the same thing. We closed. You got to get up out of here. But if you was about to spend some more money worthwhile, then they'd have, okay, they'll wait. We'll, we'll be glad to wait. Yes, that's how it works, people. That's, that's the way it works. The good productive soil. There is good soil in the field of life. Large field inside and out. Waiting to receive seed and bear abundant life. But watch this. John 10.10 tells us that the thief came to do what? Steal, kill, and destroy. See, anytime we want to know if the thief is at work, is he stealing from us or we losing are we killing ourselves or somebody else? There's many ways to die. And are we being destroyed or are we destroying something else? See, those three things right there, those are the things that detect whether it's Satan or not, the thief. Because all he come to do is steal, kill, and destroy. That's, that's, that's his main motive. That's what he loves. And guess what? We happy. We happy. We team up with the devil to do steal, kill, and destroy ourselves. Yeah, we do. Man is a weird animal. He's a weird creature. Especially when sin hit him in the head. Messed him up. Now we blaming God. Why God allow all this? Fool God didn't. And why are you letting all of them just, you over there serving 
a, a, a voodoo and you wonder why you home. You got to be done lost your mind. And when somebody try to tell you what the problem is, you won't listen. And then when you do listen, then you bring it in and you start a church. Then you bring in all that old voodooism with you and all old crazy stuff. Because it's in you. And you wonder why? Get rid of the voodoo. Sin ain't nothing but voodoo. 